Hi everyone, welcome to another ACR Radio. Uh, this week we're talking to Nick Morgan from Creative Pie Films. Uh, Nick is possibly one of the most excitable guests that we've had on the show, which I'm sure he won't mind us saying, because it was infectious talking to him. Um, he is a really super nice guy. He's got such a good story. Um, he's one of the few people that we've met that honestly sounds like he loves every minute of what he does. Um, he created Creative Pie Films with with a friend of his, Dean, um, and they just the projects that they have, the work that they do is exceptional. He loves every minute of it, like I mentioned. We talk about all different kinds of things on the show, like what got him into video in the first place, from um, going to university and doing it, going to tutor it and, and kind of getting involved in that element to bringing on Creative Pie Films. We also talk about working with Rob Schneider, maybe Berry, um, his dream project, if there is one, if he's already done it. Um, and then we go on to talk about how he actually runs his business, the way him and Dean, they bounce off each other, they support each other, they push each other. And um, interesting conversation about uh, anxiety versus adrenaline, both being the same, both giving you the same emotions and it's kind of, you get on with it and you do it with one or you, you kind of suffer with the other. So really good talk with Nick. Um, like I said before, super nice guy. Just take a listen to the show and you'll find it too. He's really excitable and really, really funny. So here it is, ACR Meet, Nick Morgan. Okay, so this week on the show, we've got Nick Morgan of Creative Pie Films. Uh, Nick delves into video. We're going to chat some more about different kinds of content, music video, movie production, all this kind of stuff. We want to give Nick massive thanks for coming on the show and taking the time to talk to us today. Um, so Nick, welcome to the show. And do you want to do a bit of an intro into what Creative Pie is all about? Yeah, no worries. So uh, thanks, first of all, for having me on the show. It's, it's great. I think what you're doing is great, Brad. Um, and uh, out of all the ones sort of I'm seeing you on LinkedIn all the time posting about this podcast, and I thought I've got to be part of something that exciting. So <laughs> thanks again for having me. Um, yeah, so Creative Pie Films is a video production company that's based in, in Birmingham. Um, however, we do work, we work remotely, really. Uh, and we work everywhere. And we've, in the last sort of three years, we've done everything from filming tanks to healthcare to bikes to finance to rob schneider to mary berry so we've done all sorts of stuff it's been a bit of a whirlwind so i'm i'm, I'm happy to sort of answer all your questions today perfect perfect so the first one is probably the most obvious one that what is it about video in particular over photo or other elements of, of design and content that made you want to create creative pie films oh okay well um a long time ago, in 2001, I sort of did a HND and a degree in video film production. Um, and I've always just loved the moving image, just a little bit too much if you want. So I'm one of those guys where if you sit in a pub, it's going to come around to talking about films and what we've seen on TV straight away. And we're always going to talk about lighting and all the way it's shot, all the narrative and stuff like that. So for me video works hand in hand with all those other mediums i don't think it's it, it overrides any particular one because people bring people take in stuff through so many different ways now that um print still has it 
video still has it photography has it but essentially did the course uh and then i worked in tv for a bit and then i taught the subject at degree level and then after that i thought i need to get back into the creative industry so uh, i've always wanted to use my degree in education as much as i possibly can i didn't want to do a degree and then never use it so starting creative pie films allows me to uh be creative which is all i ever want to do perfect okay so you just mentioned then just uh, just to backtrack a little tiny bit that when you're in the pub and you're with your mates and, and you, you guys are all into <laughs> film and all into this tv and the movies and all this kind of stuff do you find yourself your you're more of a critic now or you look at different elements as opposed to oh, enjoying well, yeah. the medium or can you still sit back and say do you know what that was just epic everything about it was just it's funny because like Dean, my business partner, the other half of Creative by Films, like we can have in-depth discussions on the way to jobs or whatever, going down the motorway, and we can talk about the same film forever. And we often talk about this. There's a few topics that usually come up every year where we just keep going around the houses on them because there's just so much to talk about. But I became essentially a pain in the arse in 2001 when it came to this sort of stuff, where we used to have this ace lecturer, and he sort of ruined film for us. And he said... And he actually said in the first lecture, he's like, I'm going to ruin this for you. He goes, you're going to be a pain in the ass." And we watched a film and we dissected it. And then from then on, whenever we watch something, I'm, I'm always just going, oh, that could be better. Oh, that's a bit weak. And But the thing is, it's all entertainment. And it's kind of like, yeah. you know, sometimes I, like the other day, I watched Under Siege 2 with Steven Seagal. Okay. I don't know why <laughs> it was on. I thought, I'm going to watch that. But then, you know, you, the latest Blade Runner film was fantastic. There's loads of stuff coming out at the moment that's fantastic. So it's kind of weird. It, it, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good TV out there at the moment as well. So there's always something to talk about, but there isn't a lot of gold. That's the, that's the problem. Okay. So when you watch stuff then, do you like, um, I'm trying to think of it, can you like compartmentalize it if that in that sense where you say yeah yeah an 80s film that was oh, yeah. an edge for the 90s film that was lame for a 2000 film you should be doing more with x is that is that kind of how you view cinema and it's funny and man now? because everything's money driven isn't it so like every now and then yeah. a film will come out um and it'll be kind of like it will really stand out because it's it's been a bit daring i think that was what that was the last one i watched it was called um, you were never here or we were never here. Okay. And it was really interesting because it was just really daring and the narrative was daring. The way it was shot was really cool. And you could tell that it wasn't made to bring in box offices where, you know, you look at some of the Star Wars films now and they're just appalling. I mean, me and Dean don't get on about this, but, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the new ones are just absolutely terrible. Like there's some good bits about them, but mostly it's just money grabbing and it's just bad. But yeah, it's weird. We, t- we talk about all sorts of aspects from the narrative to how it's lit to did you see this or how do you think they did that? Or yeah, it, c- it can go off in so many different tangents. Yeah, there's so much. There's Like you said before, there is so much to talk about. So then the other thing I wanted to ask you then just to, to follow up on our um, on our first question was you mentioned Mary Berry and Rob Schneider. So from all the projects you've done, those those are kind of big names in, in, the, in the industry. How did they come about particularly just to do a bit of name dropping for you? <laughs> um, and, and, and I mean, this is this is kind of like a lesson, like well, not a lesson. It's, it's just to show this is an example of just how just stuff happens if you just if you just go for it and just do it, you never know what's going to happen. So Mary Berry was part of a wider project that we did for a national trust house. And, um, they, they essentially, they, we were going to go film this baking, um, 
thing like where that no it wasn't baking they knitted that was it they knitted the most amount of bunting in the world ever these ladies did all volunteers so imagine a huge scarf essentially and they had her come and award the prize and we didn't know this until a few weeks before and we were like "Uh uh-oh and it was our first sort of it was like about two years ago now so we sort of found our feet into and stuff but you were like oh no you know how's this gonna be and um she was absolutely fantastic I've never known anyone like she's so on the ball. Like she did her bit to camera in one take and she even said, can I do a retake? Because she just wasn't happy with the way she said one word. And I mean, I'm from Birmingham, so I get, you know, my speech is rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) I get words wrong all the time. I don't want to do anything again, but with her, she was like, Oh no, let's just do it again. And we recorded her and she was absolutely lovely. And then the Rob Schneider thing was just, that was just out of control. That was like, um, that came around. Believe it or not, he wasn't the one I, want to work, I wanted to work with. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like Christmas last year and I was, uh, I was going after a, I've got a really, I've got, I love the comedian Stuart Lee. Yeah. Big Tom. And um, I've loved him for years and essentially I wanted to work with him and um, sent an email to someone that I knew who knew him. But weirdly, coincidentally, as that email went to that person, someone else from somewhere else got in touch and said, do you know anyone that can film this? And they went, funny enough, this guy's just got into contact. And before you know it, because I was in a spinning class and I was waiting to do my spinning class. <laughs> and I had this answer phone from a guy in Hollywood and I was like, you joking, man. I was like, what is this? And it was like, hi, this is... It's like, this is a wind-up. So my, when I do my spinning class, I'm always looking at my heart rate. Yeah. <laughs> but my heart rate that day was through the roof because I was like, if this isn't a joke, I was like, this is yeah, just cool. unbelievable. And at yeah. nine o'clock that night, I was talking to his agent and then him, and we were planning uh, a week long tour around the UK. So wow. it just shows, man, just don't ever be scared just to throw yourself out there. Don't worry about it if you're big enough or whatever. Just do it. Just do it and see what happens. So is he as crazy as he comes across, or is he, like you, you said uh-huh. about. Mary before she's like dead laid back to chill dead thing yo Rob comes across like manic but I assume that when he's actually in the planning stages and can you get this can you get that it's it's quite methodical to get them bits in or is it just um, a free it was kind of like, well we had like a brief and 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 then from there I've got to be honest with you and this isn't just saying this like the guy was an absolute sweetheart to the point of I can text him now and he'll get back to me wow okay like yeah, so it's kind of like he was – I mean, I was worried because I was a bit like – because he was talking about Adam Sandler and Chris Rock and his mates and stuff, yeah. and I was like, oh, man. I was like, this is a real baptism of fire, this one. <laughs> um, so we had to hire a sound guy and extra camera support and stuff like that for this project. So it was quite big, and we had to go – and we did five UK sort of venues from Leicester Square all the way up to Glasgow. But um, now it was cool. It was just – you know, you it, you could have one of these ones where you had a celebrity or whatever, and it could have been a nightmare for five days, but it got to the end of the five days, and we didn't want to see him go. Yeah. Really didn't want to see him go, and he was cool. Just a normal person. Yeah. Like, we went out with him every single night all around the country, and we had a laugh, and by the end of it, it was just – I mean, I hope we do something again with him. I really do, just because I've got on with him on such a personal level, and he's just a really nice bloke, and it's not, all, it's not true about all celebrities. You know, there are some real yeah. sweethearts out did you did you meet him and get starstruck or did you meet him and think like i'm just gonna make the most of this and let's, let's go for it <laughs> um 
Well, I'd sort of worked in TV a bit bef- like a while back, a long, long time ago. So I sort of I kind of got used to that weirdness of working with people that you'd seen on a small screen or yeah. well, the big screen now. But um, now, well, I was more scared about getting the shoot right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even um, secondary in the whole. Grand yeah, yeah. Of it. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, he, he, we were in like a Chinese restaurant in London. And I was like, right, we've got all the cameras ready, the sounds all mic'd up, everything's ready to rock. Right, all we need to do now is meet. Um, He's meet he's meet Rob and and then he just came down the stairs with his with his mate who he was travelling with and it was like no way it's you it's and that was it and that was it and we just we did that and we got the first show out of the way and then we sort of sat down and got to know each other oh actually no we didn't we drove <laughs> we finished oh, wow. in London at eleven and had to drive to Glasgow in the same night oh wow and my car broke down my car broke down at five o'clock in the morning so mm. I had to go. And three low loader trucks all the way to Glasgow from Preston, which was uh, wow. which was interesting. But the good thing about it was is yeah. that every time you test yourself, you know you could we as soon as that voicemail could have come into us, we could have said we're not doing this. It's too big. It's too scary. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. just shows. Just just do it. Just say yes and just figure it out later on, because you will figure it out. Just got to have confidence in yourself. And we don't know what's going to come of that content yet. I mean, we filmed what, seven, eight hours worth of live footage. So whoever knows what's going to happen with it. But um, in there, it was great. I want to do it again. Big Tom. Nice. So that leads on then <clears throat> really nicely to our next one then about um, you're, you're saying about all the experience with Rob, the car breaking down and just kind of like, you, you just have to get in the mixer with it and get knee deep. So has there been um, a, a favorite project or a most unique request when someone said can you come and fill an x mm-hmm. what we want y off the back of it off the back of it has anything really like pushed your boundaries or you've just been in a situation or filming and thought this is exactly why i got into this game this is exactly where um, i want to be i'm a bit of a, a a bit of a junkie for excitement and sometimes because you've got to remember that excitement and anxiety is the same feeling <laughs> <laughs> So you don't know which one of those two you're going to get. But, um, yeah, I kind of like pushing myself into scary places and then figuring it out afterwards. I mean, while I'm in the scary place, I'll be panicked. as I'll be a nervous wreck. But then when you come out the other side, you're like, oh, brilliant. So, I mean, Rob Schneider was that was that project, to be fair with you, where yeah. you were like, okay, the rush, the buzz of filming live was so exciting because we had to do stuff with him leading down to the stage and you were walking on with him onto the stage and integrating with the audience. And we had one camera right in the audience. So it was, it was just a real buzz, man. It was just wicked from setting up to tearing it down at night and then going and hanging out with him. And it was just, you look around and you've got your best mate of almost 20 years there and you've got another mate and you're just like, this is just the best thing in the world. So yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Other every day when we've got the cameras out or the drones or whatever, like it is just, it's just every day you go, oh, I'm just really glad that I'm doing this and I'm thankful for it big time. Not in a spiritual way or anything. I'm just like, oh, you know what? Like, I hope this never ends because I'd just be screwed without it. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's one of them things where, um, I suppose as the saying goes, like if you, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Like you're in that spot where it just, it, there isn't an aspect of it that you don't enjoy. So you just get needy. Oh, believe me though, it. it took me a long time to get to that place because like, 
another thing I'd say is that if you're going to start a business or whatever, have someone that's the exact mirror opposite of you to work with. Because when we first started this off, I was just scared stiff. I was about to get married and buy a house. And it was like, right, we're going to do this or not. And Dean is really sort of, he's one of those guys where he'll, he'll push you into, into a situation, like not in a horrible way, like a very caring way, but he's, he sort of pushes you that bit further than what you can do yourself. And that's how the business started. So, so yeah it's nice though to have that person to, to say um when you're in that situation where you're not on your own so like you said before about um anxiety and anxiety and adrenaline you do, you never know which one you're gonna get but <laughs> no. there's always someone next to you who's who you know is has those same emotions or is, is driving you from like you can do it just have a little bit of faith in yourself have a bit of faith in the project and then now you have projects like with rob and, and, and mary berry and things like that that no one can ever take away and you're like yeah i did jump in i did i wasn't 100 percent at the outset but now look at what we've produced look at what we've i mean got from it so who knows if we'll ever get one again that exciting i mean i'm yeah. i'm more than happy to you know film anything i mean we filmed japanese robots the other day that was exciting i'm a geek wow. so that was cool and then friday we're doing something else with horses so i'm happy doing whatever it is i mean if another if another one because sort of celebs and stuff they're all right but they're not the be all and end all but it was like you know if one of them comes up again that'd be cool but it's just in three years you go no way we've actually done quite a lot in three years like we've really pushed ourselves and if it was all if it was all to come to an end like tomorrow then i'd look back and i'd go you know what that was a badass three years man and i've I've, my cv is increased tenfold yeah you loved it so then is there then i like you said before you're filming robot uh, robot last week horses next week is there a, dr- a dream project or is there a kind of whether it's a movie project a tv a video a music video or something like that is there something that you kind of i don't want to say aspiring to because every day is different like you mentioned before yeah. but is there something that you think you know if i got the opportunity to do that that i would have felt like that that's a milestone for the business that um, one is, well is it's like weird that? yeah <clears throat> there's there's for the business i guess starting to move into tv would be really cool and then personally like we have very little time because obviously you know this is our this is what we do this is how we earn money so we're always focused on the business side of stuff but personally like i think we're gonna we've got in the pipeline to do um a music video soon and it's very hard for us usually to step away and be creative and i know that sounds really odd but to be completely free with your own ideas is, and, and to have the kit to do it is the dream. Because I remember when we were at university, like I'm talking a long time ago, man. Like it was kind of like we'd rent cameras out at the weekend and we'd film stuff and then we'd put a little film together and we could be completely free and creative. As well with the business, it's all about okay, we've got to pay these bills, we've got to, you know, we've got to earn money and stuff. Yeah. But with but with this music video that's hopefully coming up, that's our chance just to, in our downtime in the sort of winter months just to go, right, let's just go and do whatever we want. So, yeah, a chance a chance to do whatever we want is is on a personal level and in business level, just let's just keep going. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Do you find then, like you just mentioned then, being um, free and being creative yourself, do you find with – a number of your projects that you do get a strict brief or the people are people kind of easy with this is where we are and and this is ultimately what we would like is something similar to yeah should you get to yeah. play around or do they come in and say listen this is the deal this is what we want yeah is it, yeah you yeah you get 
it's it's fifty fifty to be fair with you. I mean, it oh, depends okay. what it depends what people want shooting. Um, it depends on the product pro- product that they're shooting or what they're trying to advertise. It also depends on on the company's beliefs and brands uh, and the brand itself like you know we do a lot of healthcare work so you have to think very carefully about how you how you can do that and we've come up with a set format for that sort of stuff um but then because we're sort of filmy geeks as well it's like oh let's try this and let's try that and some people are like eh, maybe no but yeah that one of the great projects we did was for sdl solutions which is um, a bioenergy company and, and that was great because that was a that was a cool brief because they were like we want to advertise our product we want to educate people on what it is and we also want to attract um we also want to take the video into schools and oh, show nice kids what we're about mm-hmm. and they were like you know just just go for it and it was just wicked so we just sort of storyboarded all this stuff and we did loads of early morning drone stuff and loads of nice slow motion stuff and it was just we could be really creative with a subject matter that was you know not exactly thrilling but we yeah. made it quite beautiful in the end. So, no, it's cool. But, yeah, everything's different. You never know. You never know. Yeah, cool. Okay. So then I suppose uh, for any of our listeners who are new to video and new to kind of content in general about how to position themselves, their their business or their personal brand, is there any kind of uh, top tips that you would say if you wanted to get into video and it, it, it was just you or it was a small business or something like that? What would you say would be the key things to get to get in? Okay, so this is difficult because now you know LinkedIn's got its video feature, and you've got loads of people sort of talking to cameras and whatnot. And I'd love to know what the actual rate is of people actually clicking on them and watching them all the way through. Yeah, I think we've reached a point of ultimate saturation with content, and I'm not just talking about video; I'm talking about everything. I think we, I think when the time comes and this planet finally dies, there'll be archaeolo- digital archaeologists or whatever. <laughs> they'll look back and they'll find smartphones with this many photos on and there'll be this many. I think there's so much stuff now. But in regards to video, oh, sorry, I sort of went off on one then about my own no, personal hate for too much content. <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> my vision of a future with aliens coming <laughs> and finding smartphones. Um, but yeah, it's... I think if you're going to do it, think about the purpose. Is that you? What, why are you doing it? Yeah, and are you going to be consistent with it? So, are you going to do more of it? Are you going to do an Instagram video on your account and never do it again? Is it going to be followed up with uh, more news, for example? So, you're going to do one video, you're going to carry on and go right. Okay, well, after last week, so kind of like what you're doing with your podcast. Like, you've got to keep going with stuff, and you've got to be consistent with it. But also, it has to have a point. I think. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know you don't want to be sort of going hi we're here and we're doing this 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 and then the next one is hi yeah i'm having uh potato waffles for dinner and then it's like yeah. okay right okay well does that really i don't does know it if it resonate? does anything yeah. yeah and i always think for a, a if a business is small i think you know i think it's really important because it gets you out there and stuff but also think about the quality of it as well just think about can you film something in such a way that it makes it look like you've maybe put a bit more time or money into it so if you're going to do a piece to camera really think about the room you're in think about is the back is the back of you lit or are you using the window as a natural light source all these sort of things just think about what it is you're presenting to that to to your audience because you never know who's watching that's the thing that's the thing and like we we just mentioned earlier on just before we kind of started recording was that do do some people post on social, uh, uh, whether it is an image or a caption or a video or whatever it might be, just to say, I still exist? And what what's the 
what's the reason what's the why in the content if there's no why mm. then there's no reason to post it kind of thing yeah it's weird isn't it it's like yeah. we're always trying to stay afloat we're all in the ocean and we're all trying to stay afloat with our heads above the water you know and if what, we don't though? post we sink <laughs> well that's it and i think sometimes like um people do see like content machines like um we are for argument's sake i follow gary v uh, just as an example and the amount of content he churns out is unbelievable yeah fair enough he's got an entire team behind him but someone starting out or someone looking at what should i do how should i do it would look at someone like that and think i have to post 10 videos a day every day for four months because that's what the best in the business do the thing is though yeah like the man is is a machine isn't he yeah but that's it though like I, i don't think I see a lot of his content, some of it I watch, some of it I don't, but then does it all resonate, does it all have a point, and how much of it is repeated, and how much of it is kind of recycled over and over again? Oh, yeah. You just you do see similar things all the time, and it is, like you mentioned before, is there a point to it? Is it valid? Is it consistent? Then we look Yeah, around. I think with him, he's kind of his own. He, he's a machine in terms of he is his own brand now, and he's kind of like... He's kind of because when you need a bit of inspiration, he's really interesting. Yeah. But every day, it's just and sometimes it can come across quite aggressive. And not all of us need to be woken up or inspired every single day. And sometimes yeah. I think it gets a little bit monotonous. And you're like, oh, okay, Gary V is here and he's telling me to do it and don't be scared. <laughs> yeah. And if there's a cliff, just jump. And you're like, okay, mate, I, I kind of get it. But he and the thing is. He is his own brand, and he's using that to, for his own gains as well. It's not always – you know that he's not just doing it just to inspire business people. No. Do you know what I mean? He's his own he's his own brand, and he's making a hell of a – I mean, fair play to him. But, I mean, it must – every day you must get up and go, oh, I've got to do another video. Yeah. What should I do today? It is. Oh, helpful. right, okay. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, the thing is, right, what you got to think is um, mobile phones now, the cameras in them are absolutely stunning. Now, you know, back in the 80s or whatever, you had like VHS cassette cameras and DV cams in the 90s and stuff, and then you finally got to HD. You can put out some really good stuff with using your phone, Adobe Premiere Clip, which is a little uh, editing package you can get um, from just Google Play Store or from iTunes, and you can make really nice little pieces, top and tail it with a graphic or some music and stuff and put it out there. So it's, it's worth going the extra mile and just seeing what you can do. Just seeing if it's different. That's so. Then, what are your views on, like you just mentioned, Adobe software before, and um, mm. we mentioned about the, the sheer volume of content that people put out and the reasons why you're for and all this kind of stuff. What's your views on that kind of edited, clean, um, really nice visual content versus the likes of an Insta story that is maybe a bit shaky, maybe a bit um, more real life, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it it's still funny. Has value. It's because I, I I really love documentary film and documentary TV and stuff, so I, I like a bit of shake every now and then. <laughs> okay. Um, but but so it, it, I think if you're gonna, I think if you're if you haven't got the money to have a really polished piece and stuff like that, then that's fine. Then you're you're gonna your your aspiration, I suppose, is to build up the business until you can do that. But what I would definitely do is, and to be fair with you, we should probably do more of it. Is have your polished piece, but use insta stories or whatever or or regular video posting to keep your 
your customers updated to what's going on or what products you've got coming out or whatever. Use your polish pieces, your advert. This is who we are. This is what we do. Look at this. We've spent money on this. And then let the customers meet you. So, oh, we've got a new product out, this, that, and that, that, that. I think you've just – it's – because I remember, like back in the uh, like in two thousand or like late nineties or whatever, like when we were at universities, like people would talk about corporate videos and stuff, and like a business is paid God knows how much to have a corporate video that had lasted them four or five years. Yeah. And now it's like you need to have more than one, and I think that's where Insta Stories fits in. It fits alongside your other promotional materials, be it print, photography, podcasts, whatever. It is, and I think those those polished pieces as well when you have a, a, a long branded video, can become five or six or eight or ten different pieces of yeah, story content yeah. as well to support that this is what's launched, this is what's new, yeah. but then you have that nice, clean... That's it. I was. That. I mean, what we're starting to do now is say to um, clients and stuff like, okay, well, we can, we'll can we'll do this main piece, but we're going to keep all this stuff and we're going to give you copies of it if you want to create content on your own, but using the stuff that we've shot. And we're also now, as value-added, sort of offering people sort of idents and stuff for um, for Instagram and stuff, okay. where it's maybe 10 <clears throat> seconds, 12 seconds, but it's just a very small piece of a, of a larger piece. Like, I, I recorded a cycling race and for my local team and i was like oh i said i'll, I'll cut you a film together and then I'll, I'll do you some idents and stuff and we put them all out on instagram and um yeah they got quite a following and stuff and they've had a few new members join so you can create a lot from from what you from from one or two days filming i mean we sometimes we filmed three days for three minutes worth once <laughs> wow okay what was that project <laughs> That was like an expo like a at the NEC, and it was just like a mad one, and you were just filming everything. Because the thing is, the worry is, as video producers, is that if you don't get enough when it comes to the edit, you're screwed. Yeah, so so we record. Hell yes. So yeah. you record, 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 and then afterwards, one, you've got – the client's got loads more to choose from, and two, you've got a way easier life. Um as an editor, I mean, when I was a kid, like you talk to, like they come around, or you go to careers meetings or whatever, and you'd have people from TV come in and they go, "Oh yeah, an editor's one of the most lonely jobs in the world." You'll see him in dark rooms with coffee and red eyes and <laughs> loads of cigarettes, and it's totally true. If you haven't got the right stuff, then it, it can be a, a long process. But so always, just keep those cameras recording. Yeah, get as much as you can. Cool. Yeah, all do- all day long. Cool, good stuff. So then. Well, I'd like to move on to uh, from away from video content creation okay. and stuff and talk your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you mentioned before, you have different projects coming in. You're nice and busy at the minute. So, um, all of, you've got loads of things going on. But how how do you get the most out of your day for all like entrepreneurs and startups and, and those kinds of guys who are listening? What do you have one tip where you think if I do this every day? I'm kind of on top of things, or at least I feel like I'm on top of things. Um, mentally exercise. Okay. I think you'll find that most people that work for themselves are all cut from very much the same cloth in terms of they're a bit scatty, they're a bit energetic, they're a bit anxious, they're, <laughs> they're passionate, <laughs> they're scared, they're excited. And it's kind of, uh, for me, what keeps me level is exercise big time. Um, in terms of like when I first started this off, coming off a nine to five schedule, Monday to Friday was really hard. Like it was, it was really horrible. Like yeah. because you were like, okay, my wife's going to work. Um, 
so what do I do? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and 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 it took a while like to get into a rhythm of of what to do. So in terms of I don't know, you've got to really enjoy your downtime when you've got it. Because I always worry sometimes if we get quiet, I'm like, ah, we're a bit quiet. I don't like it. It's a horrible feeling. But then when we're really busy, I can't wait to have a few days off. But as soon as they come round, I'm you then panicking again. That I'm not doing enough. So yeah. it's it's weird. It's kind of you have to find you, you, a new you in a way. Um, I can't say one thing apart from exercise levels me off. And having just people around you that are willing to listen and definitely having, if you're going to go into business with someone, go into business with someone who's different than you. Don't go into someone that's just going to agree with everything that you say because that is rubbish. Yeah. Because you're never going to get everything right. So go into business with someone who you can just talk with or you can just be open and go, look, I'm feeling a bit like this at the moment or I'm a bit worried about this or what should we do about that? And so, yeah, I think my number one thing is have people to talk to, some sort of network. And, and I know there's such social networks, but to be fair, you're not really going to speak to a lot of people online that you don't know in that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not, yeah. Do you know what's funny yeah. saying about speaking to people? Um, I've worked from home for like what, the last eight months, <clears throat> nine months, and then finally decided last week that it was time to get to a little bit of office space. And mm-hmm. when it was in on Friday and was in today, and the difference in actually talking to people who are in mm-hmm. the same boat as you mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Like It's, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it makes a difference so much, so, when so much. I've... When I first started out working like this, um, I would name drop two cool people that people should check out. A guy called Dean Mitchell, who's a freelance designer, and a guy called Justin Robert Price, all on LinkedIn. Just really nice blokes. And they were really good at mentoring me, but at the same time pushing me and also throwing it back in my face sometimes when it wasn't what I expected life was going to be like. So, like, so I think people sometimes think that freelancers, they have a nice little dog and they sit around just drinking coffee with an Apple Mac on their lap all day. That is not the way that it is. Definitely not. <laughs> it's not that way. And I think sometimes, like, especially Justin was like, it's not the way you thought it was going to be, is it, kid? And no. it was kind of like, actually, you know what? It's not. And this was really early on. And it's like, I value his friendship big time. And same with Dean. Like, Dean was always very, very much of no fear. Go for it. Don't worry about it. Um so yeah, yeah, speaking to other freelancers. In fact, you know what? On your other question, that is the thing that you need to do to keep you level. You need to speak to other people that are in that boat with you. Okay. Because because they're sailing that with, one with you. And if you ever need pick it up and confidence, or or if you need telling off, sometimes you need telling off. Yeah. Uh, they're the people to have in your corner. Excellent. Okay. So then, from your uh, exercise tip and and speaking to like-minded people and people in a similar boat, how do you balance? managing your own business and then multiple projects for other businesses so we mentioned before about um you you can't wait to have a bit of freedom if your uh, music video project comes together and you get a chance to do that like everyone who, who has a startup or is running a business or is a freelancer wants to promote their business but also their day job is to promote other businesses for whatever reason that might be how do you balance those two different things that's funny, man. I never really thought about it. Um, it's weird. It's an interesting question because they they kind of just happen together. So a pro- we're pretty good at getting things turned around quite quickly. Yeah. So I think it's the it's the sort of people we are as well. Like Dean and I, like we kind of we want to do the best for the client. We want to get it out as quick as possible. Obviously, not rushing it, but we like to get we kind of those. Yeah, it's weird. It's that's a really tough question. 
it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yep. But it kind of just happens. We just because there's two of us, and I feel for people that sometimes completely go on their own. And I've got massive respect for them because there's a lot to do. So Dean, for example, is very technical. So he will hand over a lot of the networking duties to me. And I love talking to people uh, like yourself. And I like going out and meeting new people and going and pitching to people and whatnot and stuff like that. As where he likes to sort of, he'll come and do that stuff. It's no problem. But he's very like, oh, well, I want to investigate this new color grading system or I want to investigate this. And it's like, okay, cool. So I, I, I think that's the way we bounce off each other. He's really good with sort of doing figures and the accounting side of stuff is where I like doing more the blogging side of stuff and how we're going to move next and what we're doing next as a business. So yeah, it's interesting. It, 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 yeah, it kind of, and it's a lame ass term, but it's, it kind of happens organically. Yeah. Do you know what though? You're not the first person to say that. Like um, one of the first interviews I did was with Ben Harrington, uh, an email guy who, yeah, yeah. when I first um, came across him, he just, everyone promoted them on linkedin like if you've got a question on email go to ben if you've got need an email this ben 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 all the time That's and it, it was kind of just a chance meeting and when i said the same, i asked him the same question and it was around like well everything comes word of mouth like because you just when you do a good job people are very much inclined to say go to this guy and, and how mad's that guy to do i it, mean yeah. what a compliment that is as well like you know Word, everything comes word to mouth that's amazing isn't it when you think yeah. about what it is when you actually break it down you've built something up yourself you've promoted yourself you've gone through the tears and the heartbreak but everyone now is passing your name around that is that is really special yeah that's you know I mean? no one can take that away like, yeah it's weird you can have you can have the best website yeah. in the world you can have the best instagram account in the world but if you're not meeting people or talking to them or you know it, nothing's going to happen is it no, that's the thing. And you've got to, like you said before, about when, when a project comes in, you make sure you're on it, it's quick, it's turned around, it's done the best you can possibly do it. People do appreciate all that stuff. The worst thing you can be is, is an agency, like I've worked with many of them in the past, not not video, but development mm. and all this kind of keeping in the past, where you have, it's like pulling teeth getting anything. It's pulling teeth getting answers. It's pulling teeth getting what you've asked for and paid for to be passed over to you. So the fact right. that you're churning through content and giving it to them exactly the way they want it. Like that's, it's just a win-win for everybody. Isn't it? Well, I don't know happy. if it's, I don't know. Part of it's excitement because you want to see what it's like when it's finished. Yeah. Part. And then the second thing is you're excited to see what the client thinks when they see it. So it's all part of this rolling buzz. And then at the end of it, you'll get paid. So it's, 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 I suppose it's like any, yeah, you, you, you like filming it, you like planning it, you like editing it, you like color grading it, you like delivering it. And then there's nothing better than getting the testimonial. And like, I always love getting testimonials off people and stuff because um, I just love it when they write stuff about us. Because it's like, I, I wish we could, and that's, <laughs> that's not meant to sound like write stuff about us. It's just like, if this was all to end tomorrow, I've got those little testimonials yeah. that said that we did a good job at one point. But that's it. It goes a long way when people make the effort to say, go and speak to Nick. And it, it could oh, be as yeah, simple yeah. as that in a comment or a tag or whatever it is. But the fact that they've seen enough in you and there's enough um, that you've done for them to make that effort, it is it is massive. It is huge. Like So I completely agree with that. Um, so then since launching um, Creative Pie Films and, and working with Dean and all that kind of stuff, is there a lesson that you've learned that you would say this if, I, if someone asked me for business advice, I know we've talked about meeting the like-minded people and going in with yeah, someone yeah. who compliments you and all this kind of stuff, but is there one piece of advice that you, that rattles around in your head every so often and you think, 
yeah, that's that's why I'm here. Or yeah, yeah that my, kind of levels me out. There is one thing, and it's my dad, and he used to be a salesman for a, a long time ago. He used to be a salesman for like a, was it aggregates or cement or something? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's not nothing to do with what I do. And he, he always, when we first started out, and I go, oh, dad, I've got a meeting with someone. He'll go, always remember you've the ratio. Two ears to one mouth. Use them in that way, yeah. and it it is so true, man. Like, just think about what it is you're going to say, or when you're going to say it, or is it appropriate to say, it? or maybe you should play it cool and not say anything, and just let the situation play out. Definitely, that is a big one, man. Just just learn to listen and take in all different things because you know it's business is a game of chess in some regards, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to be right place, right time, and all this. Kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, and, and yeah. You don't want to manoeuvre yourself into sort of a dead end with a situation, you sort of, or you don't want to come across too excited or whatever, or too. So it's yeah, definitely just chill, listen. I'm the worst for it as well, man. Like I'm probably coming across a bit too excited on this, <laughs> but that's how I am all the time, yeah. and I hate it sometimes. You know, <laughs> so sometimes it's infectious. Like it's really for me as well. Doing doing shows like this, or even being involved in a project, like I go into meetings sometimes. It's like, oh come on, you can give me something. Like you, you could give me a beer, and then you talk to people like like you are really excitable, and you, you think I'm I'm excited to talk to you too. So when you pitch a project, I can imagine it to be really um, lively and really like this is all the things that are possible. You can dwindle it down and make it suit your business, but there's a scope here that you you can yeah. really go after and make it special kind of thing. And I think I, that's why I love teaching for I've sort of I taught for like nine years and stuff. And I used to love the performative element of it and trying to teach the, the students and trying to convey ideas or theories in, the, in a fun, entertaining way. And I used to never stop from like flipping nine till five or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like I shouldn't drink coffee. Like I'm, I'm the kid that used to get excited about Christmas on bonfire night. Wow. So I would be excited about Christmas, the day after bonfire night, until Christmas Day came. I would be just rattling around the house. Oh, my God, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Nice. So, yeah, it's not nice. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that it comes in handy for is, one, like, you've got to be excited about what you're doing. Otherwise, it, it, you know, so that's good. But, two, yeah. it helps me get faster times on my bike. So, Good. Well, there you go. Then it's a win-win, <laughs> isn't it? Definitely a win-win. Um, okay, cool. So in our um we'll, we'll start our wrap up and we all, at the end of our podcast we always do like quick fire questions um uh, so you have seen these questions so you have had a little bit of time to think but um we'll dive into our quick fire now and see see what we get i don't know how there. quick i'll be with the answers because i like to think about it you see so yeah, i'm listening before i talk <laughs> that's absolutely fine <laughs> so number one the app that you can't live without what is it and why <sighs> there's two Okay. So what the first one is going to be uh, LinkedIn, yeah. and I, I mean it's bad, man. Like I can be on, I can, I can sometimes if it's I can be on there too much. Do you know what I mean? And then, but I think I'm not. I think I'm one of millions of people that just love being on there. And then um, two is Strava, just because I'm always looking at what my teammates are doing and all that sort of stuff. So I've got two apps. Facebook okay. don't really go on. So okay, and do you know what? To be honest, I never ever used LinkedIn before. I've had profiles on it in, in previous businesses and when I've worked for previous retailers and stuff because the business has said be on LinkedIn. So you're like, yeah, whatever, okay. I've really started using it now for ACR 
and the benefit of it is ridiculous. Like we started chatting on LinkedIn originally, so there, there's one benefit. But that's mad. I never realised that businesses told staff that they had to be yeah, on there. That's... Yeah, sometimes they do, especially but depending on the business, the business specifically that you're in. Mm. Um, like, well, people will find you on LinkedIn because it's business to business. But I've I've found when you're more personable, you actually get better results. Actually, like, mm. just being yourself rather than this is strategically this and strategically i think everyone's that. really suspicious of everyone like at the moment like everyone's really like i don't know if you get this vibe but, but we live in a bit of a weird world at the moment where everyone thinks everyone's after something yeah people are suspicious of someone's motives and sometimes people find it freaky if you're just yourself they, they they're like oh what you know what's his end until they get to know you it's a bit weird it, yeah we yeah. need to stop being so suspicious of each other <laughs> but you know what though that's a thing like I've like I met Ben on on LinkedIn. Um, I've spoke to you as well. I've lined up a couple more interviews as well, and it's literally been from liking a post or getting involved in a conversation and being completely honest about it, rather than having that. And I think there is a bit of a thing where um, we are. Mike Mike Winnett said it on, on last week's show. Your company, you will be perceived in a particular way if you engage in mm. a particular way. So a lot of people mm. are very very conscious of that. Whereas uh, guys like me and you who own our own business or freelancers and, and, and young entrepreneurs and startups and things, they want to be personal because people do business with people. That's it, man. That and, is it. Totally. And that's the thing. Like you need to be yourself because what happens when you meet them? And if you were all formal on LinkedIn and all proper in inverted commas, and then you met you and you're as lively and as excitable as you are, which is cool. Like people will be like, well, that's not, that's not the yeah, man, I was that, talking that, to. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. I mean, we like we're not scared to we're we're not scared to be to look silly either to promote the company or and to be our true selves like we did yeah. um we we came up with our own little influencer called Morgan Blaze okay. um <laughs> we did we did <laughs> we I'll have to send you the link and it was um we wanted to do a guide to video and we and we, it was like in year two or the end of year one and we were like let's do this spoof 80s movie producer and he can do a guide to video to help people out and we did it and i looked like a proper tit but <laughs> okay yeah and we did a christmas special as well where we shouted out to people on linkedin that we'd had some good engagement with and stuff not necessarily work just people that had helped us through the year or we'd had some good times with it so and we did that and we're just not scared to just to just to be silly and be ourselves and hopefully that reflects well and people go oh you know we can see that these guys are all right and yeah, yeah I it's think funny that's it. it's like the fun element of like you can't be serious and be mr business all of the time then you have to have downtime and you have to have time where you're just like Do you know what that is pretty funny like well yeah i mean and the other day i posted three posts on linkedin all about the tour of britain which um like yeah. And and that was it. There was nothing business related in there at all. And it was kind of just like that's just that's kind of part of who I am. And if because you got to think that timeline moves so fast on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That people haven't really got time to dislike what you're posting. They can just choose to ignore it, I suppose. Yeah, and know what was funny for me for me like I um I've got two kids, uh, a daughter and a son. Obviously, we just ended the summer holidays. And the turning mm. point for me was I, I took them out to a jungle gym and I, I was working while I was there and I put a picture <laughs> of my laptop and the jungle gym behind it and the caption was something ridiculous like, it's a jungle out there. And <laughs> out of every business post I'd put on, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing the other, this this post just got, like, loads of people commenting, like, being there, done that. like That's it, to... man. And, it's like, and you know why? Wow. It's because you're being honest and it's relatable. Yeah, and I couldn't believe it. Like, it's, 
I'm sat in a jungle gym with the kids screaming and running around, like fighting to concentrate. But it, every time, like I think about it, I, I relate it back to that and think, if well, if you're not honest, then you know who you are. People can see through it. Like, I mean, what could you have? You could have. You could have chose to have taken a picture of you in a bar or a cocktail bar or whatever, going life's great or whatever, and da 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 da. da. But that, but that wouldn't be you, would it? No. And and people, no, no. I think people see through this stuff, and that's why that post that you posted got such engagement is because yeah. people could see straight up that that, that it's a relatable thing. Yeah, it's, it's not like, life. yeah, it's not you posting the picture of. Here's my new Ferrari. Can't wait to rock <laughs> yeah. around in this later. Because people go, okay, well, you got a Ferrari mint, but you know, but everyone knows what a jungle gym's about. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, well, I think even there was a couple like, has that got a laser quest in it? If you haven't got a laser quest in your jungle gym, then your jungle gym needs looking at. Do you know what I mean? Oh it's yeah, yeah. Howling like Jesus. There you go, such, man. It's funny. Makes yeah, and but then at the same time you got to kind of have a bit of control because then you it, it's good to do that and have it at that level, but then you don't want to get too into it and then start going, oh well, you know, cleaning the toilet today. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's a line. There's a line. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Was, that was just like a tipping point where you think it, people do relate to real stuff. Like just be be honest about it. Um, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Cool. Okay, so your favorite book then. Is the one that uh, has inspired or motivated you? You see, you did ask me this, but I'm gonna. It's gonna sound terrible. Uh, when I came out of teaching, I didn't read. I used to read theory stuff when I was like about film noir and documentary film and stuff. And then after that, I haven't read for pleasure ever oh, since. Wow, okay. Yeah. I know it's bad, isn't it? So I'm an audiobook man, to be fair with you. So okay. um, in terms of if you were going to put it for favourite films, then it would be something like the Edward Norton in 25th Hour, uh, the film Heat with Michael Mann and Al Pacino, uh, Drive, um, Only God Forgives. So they're sort of some of my sort of film tastes and stuff like that. In terms of audiobook, sometimes I just can't get enough of Carl Pilkington or um, comedians like Stuart Lee or Doug Stanhope. Okay. Comedy books or like life story kind of books? Um, like lives, or... Well, with the Pilkington stuff, that's just him just, <laughs> just yeah. talking about odd things in his day. Um, and then <laughs> with Stan Hope and Stuart Lee, it's usually live performances. I love listening to people performing. I love the timing and and how they how they use words and stuff like that. And I used to do it a lot when I was teaching. I used to always look at stand-ups and go, how are they actually performing? What are they? What's the cadence of their speech and stuff like that? So, so yeah. Okay, cool. And then is there a quote then or a saying that means a lot to you that kind of resonates on a personal or a business level? <clears throat> oh, you know what? That's going to have to be for another show because I haven't actually... I can't even. I can't really think of one, and I know as soon as we stop, I will. But I can't <laughs> you could use your of... two two ears and one mouth quote from your dad. Uh, that would be okay. Uh, that's all right. He's just self cement. I can't be using that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, for another time. For another okay. time. I need, to, I need to investigate that one. All right, then. Cool. And then your last one is one thing you would definitely take to a desert island. Ooh. <clears throat> take a bike because that ain't going to work on the sand is it are we talking it's a classic sandy island yeah like a desert island with like one palm tree and a coconut that's that sounds like hell (laughs) wouldn't it um (laughs) um i think oh man alive 
Shall I give you some examples that we've had? Yeah, yeah, give me some examples. Um, I think we've had a case of beer, a case of Prosecco, um, <laughs> we've had an iPhone. Give a theme. <laughs> yeah, um, an iPhone has been one. Um, I think an iPod was one. I'm trying to think of a couple of others. You know, people are using technology. They're, either, they're using stuff that they're going to run out of, basically. Nah, I'm, I'm not taking technology on the desert island. If I'm going to a desert island, I just want to be free of all that sort of stuff, to be fair. Because even though we use technology for what we do, it does annoy me at the same time. Yeah, I'm just like, God, oh, there's just too much stuff. There's too many gadgets. There's too much content. There's too much that. I think I would take my – I'd probably take – he's looking at me now. I'd take my dog Rufus, my little puppy. Okay. I'd take him because I can talk to him. And he doesn't ever argue, so <laughs> <laughs> he does as he's told. <laughs> does as he's told. But yeah, either that or a pair of goggles, so I could go swimming and see something different every day. I don't know. But then I probably get seasick. Oh, it's it's too difficult, Brad. It's too, too difficult. difficult. Oh, come on! You've had these questions for a while now, Nick. You could have, mate. You could have put some effort in. Do you know what I mean? Worst, worst, <laughs> worst. Cool. Right. So, all that's left for me to say then is just, it's been awesome talking to you, man. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. I know I said thank you at the start, but without guys like you saying, yeah, I'll talk to you, we wouldn't have a show. So um, I, I just appreciate it massively that you've took the time out of the afternoon to talk to us. Ah, don't worry about it, man. It's like you're doing a good thing and this is, you know, this is something that you'll have a nice little catalog. In, in two years' time, you'll have so many of these podcasts sort of on your hard drive and stuff. You won't know what to do. And, and the, the more you do it, mate, and, and you're a really good host as well. So oh, the more you. you do it, the better it's going to get and the more people are going to listen and stuff. I, I was just glad to glad to be involved. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we did talk. I'm going to get you on the spot now, though. But we did talk about um, doing an evolution of video show. Oh, so okay, yeah, yeah. If you're still yeah, up we for can. that, we'll definitely do that. We'll pull, pull something together and arrange it for a couple more weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, if you get if you get any questions about it, I mean, I don't know every single thing about it, but in terms of the evolution of it, of where it might go and what's going to come next, I'll be more than happy to talk about, it, mate. Perfect, Nick. Thank you so much. No worries, Brad. Cheers. Take it easy. So there you go, there's next story. Um, I'm like I said at the outset of the show, uh, super excitable guy. Um, seems like he loves every single minute of everything he does, which is is a rare trait. Sometimes you get you decide that you want to launch a business and you want a career in something that you love, and then you, the thing that you love turns into a day job, and that's not a fun time. Nick um, is definitely the, the complete other scale of that. Everything he does, every project he gets involved in, seems to be. Um, his happy place at the minute we hope that his music video project comes off and we can see what he can do creative wise and um really let him spread his wings with that it seems like a really uh interesting project for him and something that he is itching to get his teeth into what i'll do is i'll link up all of nick's social all creative pie films social and stuff like that in the footer so you guys can go check them out go give nick a follow say hello i'm sure he'd love it um yeah, there you go, Nick. Again, like we said before, thank you very much for being on the show. Absolute superstar. And we hope that we can sort out the next show where we talk about the evolution of video, how video has changed, how mobile has been such a pivotal part of it over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Take care.